First off, I want to say Merry Bladed Christmas. Yes, I know Christmas was last week, but because I didn't publish my episode like I should have, I didn't get to say Merry Christmas and I really wanted to. So again, Merry Christmas. Was I supposed to publish my episode last weekend? Yes. Did I? As you know, of course I didn't. The week kind of got ahead of me, and I just ran out of time to finish editing the podcast. My brother landed in Dubai last weekend to spend Christmas with me, so after playing tour guide all over Dubai and Abu Dhabi, and spending the Christmas holiday with him and some friends, time just slipped right past me. Even though this episode is a week late, I am still really excited to share this episode with you. In the last episode, we continued the discussions with my mom around her new business idea, and I somehow started going on this long tangent about sustainability and business. If you haven't heard it yet, go check it out and let me know your thoughts on my little rant. This week, we wrap up the conversation I had with my mom back when I was home for Thanksgiving. This is the third and final part of this little series. In this episode, I show my mom my new beach bag design and she gives me her feedback. We also start talking about the logistics of shipping products cross-country and going back and forth on the differences between selling on your own, selling through Amazon, or even selling through Etsy. I'll be honest, it was really nice getting to talk to my mom about our business ideas and how to execute on things. Having to listen back to it all really got the gears in my brain turning. Even though it's still very early days in our own business plans, the future feels really exciting for my mom and I. This is a story of starting over in your 30s told in real time and how I'm trying to navigate my way through a confusing juncture in life. I have suddenly realized the life I'm living is not the life I want. In each episode, I'll be sharing every step of my journey as it's unfolding in real time, the good, the bad, the ugly. From starting a side hustle to completely reconsidering and questioning every goal I ever made for myself in my 20s, I'll be taking you on this journey with me to figure out my life all over again. Do you want to see my bag? I cannot wait to see your bag. My mom hasn't seen my new beach bag design in real life yet. And I was really excited for her to see it and get her opinions on it. Let's see that. So here's not exactly the real final product because I made some changes to this one. But for the most part, it's the same. Before we continue, I just wanted to say that you will hear me say faux leather a lot because it's part of the materials I chose to use since it was the best substitution for real leather. Yes, I do prefer to use a faux leather material than real leather because, you know, animals and all. My suppliers say this faux leather we used is also known as vegan leather, but I just keep referring to it as faux leather. In case you were curious, no, I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but I do appreciate opportunities to not use animal products. So this is actually faux leather with canvas, and then it's got the fasteners to help make the bag bigger or smaller. Mm -hmm. It's got these faux leather straps as well, and straps that go all the way down mm -hmm. to just give it a little bit more structure. And then, of course, I took Grandma's idea at the bottom. Uh-huh. Oh, like yeah. Yoga, of the Did yoga you see, strap. Grandma? Look at that. Yeah, it's a good idea, Grandma. Thank you. 
So earlier this year when I was working on the design of this beach bag, my grandma gave me the idea of adding elastic straps to the bottom of the bag that can hold towels or a yoga mat. So all credit goes to her on that. Uh-huh. Yeah, then you also changed this. Yeah, I changed this. So it's still the cover, but I just made the little functional pocket. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Because you can put your little cork screw or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's good. And then pockets on both sides. Uh-huh. A bunch of pockets on the inside. Mm. Are you satisfied with the placement and the color of your logo? No. So that will get removed. And I actually added a luggage tag for the logo. So it's not going to be on here anymore. Between the sample of the beach bag I'm showing my mom now and the bulk order that I made with the supplier, I made some minor changes to the design. And the logo was one of those changes. I wish you at least leave, leave a pocket with the logo. So I don't like how the embroidery looks mm -hmm. only because of the colors. I like the embroidery, but I can't put a white on black. I can't put a brown on black. It just looks so weird. Okay. So there just wasn't a good place to embroider. I previously had the logo embroidered on the canvas part of the beach bag. But after seeing it in person, I didn't like it. So I decided to change the placement of the logo completely. But also, now that this is done... Now I have so many other designs that I want to uh -huh. do. Yeah. So I think this will just be a starter product, but then I already want to get started on building different patterns for the whole thing. So I think the structure of the straps, the faux leather and uh -huh. all that will be the same. The pocket will be the same and the pocket placements of everything will be the same. But the material, I want a blue and white striped one. I want uh -huh. a different pattern one. And I think I want one that's fully faux leathered. Now I just kind of wish it was fully full uh -huh. leather. I think it will keep cleaner or at least will not appear with all this. Yeah, exactly. And then where the container goes, I switched the material of the inside to uh -huh. be a better oh, aluminum. Yes, yes, this was needed. Yeah, so yeah. before it was just the cheaper plastic mm -hmm. aluminum, but now it's a proper insulated. Right. Was this very expensive to do? It was a little more expensive, yeah. Actually, It increased my cost by $2 per bag. Oh, wow. Which is a lot. A lot. Yeah. It is a lot. But, But it was necessary. Yeah. For, I think, for the, what the purpose is. Yeah. It's a higher quality insulation. And then they removed the seam at the bottom. There was a seam at the bottom before, oh. so it didn't make it waterproof. So they removed oh. the seam. Very clever. Yeah. But in my head, I have so many ideas now for different patterns. Right. Grandma made three colors. In my head, I'm like, oh, I already want three versions. The travel bags that my grandma handmade in part one of this series had three different styles. She made the same travel bag, but in three different colors from the get-go. Now that I finished designing my one beach bag that I'm really happy with, I already have so many more ideas for other designs that I would have loved to get started on. I kind of wish I already had the other designs ready to go, but baby steps. We will get there. I just have to keep reminding myself that. Well, I love the bag. I love the improvements that you told them to do. It's really good. I think that your idea of making it all with a cork look and feel, I think yeah, also it's going to be very good yeah. as well. I tried to do that in the middle, like after I confirmed with the suppliers this is what I wanted, I was like, oh, wait, wait, can you change it to fully faux leather? And they said, no. now it's too late. <laughs> you have to order again. Yeah, which is frustrating, but.
So the 200 bags that you have, are they just like this one? Yeah. I mean, minor changes, like the zipper is smaller, the logo's different, and the inside zipper, not the aluminum one, but this one, I told them to make it big enough to put a laptop in. Okay. So yeah, there's a few minor changes that make it look a little different. Okay. And what is your next step towards actually and launching the product and starting your sales? Yeah. So there's 14 boxes that have all my bags that are getting shipped to my apartment and they should be there by Monday, she said. And so, wow, yeah, well, it's either this Monday or next Monday. Uh -huh. So I don't know, but maybe it's next Monday. But yeah, so then I'll have to unbox everything, repackage everything. And so I'll have to buy branding elements like so this additional like a cost thank you to yeah, package, yeah, exactly. a good box and everything else that goes to them. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I have to figure out now. Branded packaging, repackage everything and then ship it to Amazon. Not ship it, but you make an appointment at the Amazon warehouse and you bring your products. According to my research, my next steps are to set up my packaging, repackage my bags into one or two larger boxes, and then schedule an appointment with the Amazon warehouse to drop them off. Amazon will then take inventory and store them in their warehouse. You call the Amazon warehouse, you say, I need to come bring my products to the warehouse. There's a certain way you have to package it for Amazon to read it, and you have to print the Amazon labels and everything. In each one of the boxes? No, you just need... Actually, I do need UPC codes for every bag. I need multiple. I need codes for every bag and codes for the big box that I have to stuff them uh -huh. in for Amazon because Amazon needs to have it all in one or two containers. Like, uh, okay. It's oh. an operation. Yes. There's another option with Amazon is that you don't use their warehouse and you keep them in your house, but you can sell through Amazon. You do your shipping. Yeah. I think that will cost me a lot more that and be a lot more headache yeah. and maybe if I wasn't working full-time I could manage the shipping on my own full-time but then returns become a hassle so yeah then I would have to manage returns. yeah um, no they, they will happen but I, you know I've seen no how I just go to Whole Foods and I just say hey, here's my I bag, know. You know I've returned stuff too so I think I'll just let Amazon do all the work there's yeah. cost for that right there is a cost for Amazon to do it of course but let's see so I do still have more work to do before things are up and running on Amazon, but I'm really excited to start the next steps. It'll be really exciting to figure out the Amazon logistics side of things. And of course, I will share with you the entire process as I go through it. Our curiosity, what is the difference between doing something through Amazon than to doing something through Etsy? I don't know Etsy very well, except for I... I don't know if Etsy has a warehouse. I think you have to manage everything yourself. But I don't know. I don't know how they've changed it. This was like 12 years ago. I used to help out this lady who was selling socks on Etsy. And I had to help her package all her socks into like the plastic shipping bags, the soft ones. Uh -huh. So we had to put all her socks, all the shipping labels. And then a guy would come from USPCS and he would take all of the socks and mm -hmm. get them shipped. So we had to help her package because she would sell hundreds of socks a day. So we had to package hundreds of socks a day. To, so she paid me to help her package. So I think that where it's just a platform to sell, but you have to manage your own stuff. But I don't know. They might have changed. I don't know if Etsy has their own warehouse. 
I did a quick Google search to double check my initial assumptions. And according to Google, Etsy does not have a warehouse. That means that you would have to own your own shipping logistics, either from your house or storage unit, or using a separate third-party logistics company, also known as a 3PL. Yeah, because that, that is a challenge that I'm going to need to learn when things get confectioned. I don't think you should sell on Etsy. Because you're trying to do this, women can make the bags at their own pace. You should do, maybe, I don't know because I don't know too much about it, but you should do an on-demand purchasing model. So you have your own Shopify website and you're just going to manage it on your own. But you're clear in that when you buy this product, lead time is four to six weeks because it's going to be made by hand by the person when you order it. Yeah, that's a good idea. So instead of people assuming, oh, if I buy it today, I'll get it next week, you have this different production model Uh where I think you could sell the products with the basis of when you purchase, then we make it. And then that can help you figure out your inventory a little bit better, probably. Yeah, I think it's going to be a a trial and error on both approaches, you know, to have some inventory. And also to do something that it would be more like a custom thing. You know, maybe the customer can order, hey, I want this pattern or I want this color. Yeah. And then you make it Uh based on how they say, Mm -hmm. but then you are very clear to the customer, okay, this will take us four weeks to Mm -hmm. mail it. And this is for lack of knowledge. Let's say that I'm going to go through Amazon just for argument's Mm -hmm. sake. How do I reach an Amazon store when the idea is to have these products in very remote areas? Right. So how do I reach an Amazon warehouse with it? That's a good question. I mean, you can only sell through the Amazon marketplaces they have. And so you would have to ship to a marketplace and ship. Probably coming from Guatemala, it might be Houston because it's only two hours away. So you would sell in the U.S. marketplace. Yeah. Or there's Mexico. There's a oh, there's, Mexico there's a too. Mexican marketplace, but yeah, you would have to sell in an Amazon marketplace. Right. And again, this is one outlet. Yeah. Right. The other outlet is to bring it to like boutique hotels and boutiques and those kind of places, spa resorts in the Caribbean or you know something like that. I don't know because then you're getting into distribution where I almost think you should just sell directly from your website instead of wholesaling to a boutique or consignment where I think you should just sell direct to consumer. Okay. I think that might be easier. It makes sense. It makes sense from a cost perspective to not, you know, no middleman as minimum as possible. Yeah. Because still Amazon is a middleman, right? It um, is, but it's a middleman that does the logistics for you. Right. And the customer service. True. Where you know, a distributor or a hotel chains, you lose the control of right. the product. Yeah. And another outlet, it's very small, right? But to invite people to come and see the village, for example, you know, and see some of the women at work and buy the product as they... That's how you should do your social media. Your marketing content would be the daily lives of these women or the daily life of the factory or Uh you know whatever Whatever you want to call it how the bags are getting manufactured like your videos real short clips could be Uh the process of bag getting made the women involved the story of the women stuff like that Mm -hmm. where do you get your materials that's a lot i need to hire a a (laughs) team of 
content. Yeah. But that is the story that you're passionate about. Mm. And I think there is a story there that is the product. Yeah. As long as people are getting a good product cool. at the end of the day. Cool. So I think you should sell on your own website, market it through the story of the business, of the brand. And having my own website means... You can create a Shopify website. But like, not. how do I connect to Amazon? No, I don't think you should do Amazon is what I'm saying. I think you should be independent. But yes, then you have to run your own logistics. I don't know if Amazon, I mean, Amazon would do a lot of the logistical part, but I don't know if you should start on it. I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know if it should be an Amazon product, I think. I understand. Yeah. I understand. It's just that the alternative means a lot of operational overhead. I know. That needs the right people. I know. But on the other hand, it also means a lot more jobs. Yeah. Right? And to me, that's right on, right? Because there's opportunities that I'm not thinking about because I'm thinking through the product, but indirectly, young girls can learn about content creation. Yeah, exactly. Right? And they can learn how to manage these things online. 100%. Right? There's very obvious solutions for the marketing side, I think. And even to build a website, I mean, not that I've done it, but apparently it can be easy because there's so many templates on creating e-commerce websites that are plug and play with the encryption, with the security, with all of that. Fair enough, because that's another thing that... Yeah, like payment portals. Yeah, exactly. And so there's already pre-made templates. I think creating the storefront online is easy. Creating the social media or the marketing behind it will take work, but you've got what you need to get it done. I think the thing for you is figuring out your shipping because that'll probably be one of your biggest costs. Like if you make a batch of bags in El Salvador and then you ship them to the U.S. all at once and you can distribute from the U.S. probably cheaper or do you just distribute straight from El Salvador one at a time based on purchases? Mm -hmm. I think the cost difference between those two is probably what you need. Yeah. Yeah, Calculate that. Yeah. Okay. Even though I said that many of the steps of starting a business would be easy. I didn't mean like it's literally so easy. I'm not trying to sound naive. I know it's not easy to start a business. But what I meant was that there are now so many resources to help simplify the process of starting a business that can help kickstart things. For both my mom and I's business ideas, we will have to balance the process of doing all the research and also just trusting our gut and taking a leap of faith sometimes. The new year is about to begin. Today is December 31st, 2023. And actually, it's the year anniversary of me launching this podcast. Episode 1 launched on December 28th, 2022, and it has been the biggest personal growth year I've had in a really long time. Last December, I decided that I would stop dreaming and start doing. Even though it was completely scary to launch my own real-time podcast series of me starting over and sharing my journey of starting a side hustle, it has also been completely worth it. I wrap up the year sharing with you episode 49. I have done so much more than I imagined I would, and I'm still so excited to keep chasing my dreams, experimenting with the unknown, 
and keep testing my own fears. I'm really happy to say that I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the commitment I've shown myself this year for sticking to this process and sharing this journey of the realistic side of trying to start something new while still balancing my nine to five job. As the year comes to a close, I look forward to looking back on all that I have accomplished this year, and I'm excited to keep taking the next steps as 2024 starts to unfold. So Happy New Year to everybody. May you take stock of all that you have achieved for yourself in 2023, and may your 2024 shine brighter for you than any year yet. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast. And to help spread the word as we are brand new, rate and review us five stars to help get the podcast out there. Follow us on our Instagram page at startingover underscore in real time for more fun content about the journey. Any and all support is always appreciated. I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you.